This is Beat'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 434 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all AI, Aubrey Litchfield. You bitch. You bitch. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Follow me. You won't get hurt. <laughs> you. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, Marcellus and Aubrey get to experience something many people haven't experienced before, and that is the world and mind of Neil Breen. So we bring you a special I Hate You Now Watch Twisted Pair. But before we get into all of that, how's everybody doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. It was uh, very traditional. I had uh, the turkey, the stuffing, the uh, cranberry sauce out of a can, all the good stuff. Uh, the main question I have now is how many days after Thanksgiving am I allowed to eat leftovers? Because uh, I have a feeling I'm going to push it right to the edge. If I don't show up next week for next week's episode, you know I've pushed it too far. You can eat them until the fridge is empty, my friend. That's how it's <laughs> supposed to go. We always have like a one week rule in my house. Like Ooh. when something hits a week, we throw it away. One week. I like that, Arby. I like the way you think. That's that works mm-hmm. for me. Well, if there was ever a week where you should have been affected by the tryptophan, fell asleep and missed the podcast, this was the week. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I'm living. <laughs> I um my primary job gives you a lot of days off during the holidays. So they gave us, I mean, we got to leave early Wednesday and then we had Thursday and Friday off, which I worked at the brewery Wednesday night. And then I worked again on Friday. So I didn't really miss any work, but they'll give me like the whole week after Christmas off. So again, I'll work at the brewery for that. So, I mean, it, it's been going. Awesome. Well, it's good to hear. You had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was given thanks. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. What, what, well, about, what about you, Joy? How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, my actual Thanksgiving was great. I got to spend time with my family. We ate a ton of food. We ate my father-in-law's stuffing. It, he makes homemade stuffing, and it's absolutely fucking fantastic uh, to the point where I told Jen, if we ever got divorced, you can have everything you want in the divorce. I don't care, but I want it in writing. I get to come over and pick up stuffing every year. <laughs> It's that good. So I was really excited. And he had been sending all of his pictures throughout the week. Like one was a picture of him sitting at the table with like 40 loaves of bread in front of him and stuff like that. So we were getting really excited. So we had a good Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, I worked nonstop the whole time. So I was off from job number one Wednesday, Wednesday night. So I left halfway through the day on Wednesday. So Wednesday night, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Of course, me being me, I have to grind myself in the dust. So I worked at job number two, 
6 a.m. to mid 6 p.m. to midnight on Wednesday. Thursday, everything's closed. It's Thanksgiving. Then on Friday, I went in at 5:45 a.m. until 10 a.m. And I went back at 6 p.m. and worked till 10 p.m. And then on Saturday, I worked 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Jeez. So I worked a lot at my second job this week because it's you know the busiest time of the year for retail. So pick up the hours while we got them, right? And I recorded a guest spot on Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. And I, I just I've been really busy, but I had a really good Thanksgiving. I ate a lot, like more than a human being should be allowed to eat. And now I'm trying to get my diet back on track. <laughs> but there's still a lot of stuffing in the fridge, so it's a little tough. But enough about us. You know what? Let's talk a little bit more about us. Markellis Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. Well, speaking of following and listeners, there won't be very many left after this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, guys. It's been a long time since we've done a I Hate You Now Watch episode on the main podcast. Uh, we've done a few of them on Patreon. We've done some Christmas ones. But it's been a long time since we've done one on the main show. But the schedule opened up. There's literally nothing to review right now in theaters. Nothing really streaming. I made the executive decision to not review Andor. Uh, Aubrey, have you watched any of Andor? I started it. I think I got through episode two or three, but it is really hard. <laughs> Mark Ellis, you finished it. Don't give away what you think, but did you finish it? I did finish it, yes. Okay. So I watched three and a half episodes and tapped out. And at the time, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to make Mark and Aubrey watch this because at that point it would be like sit down for eight hours and watch this shit or watch an hour and a half of something stupid. So um, I just made the executive decision. We weren't going to review and or in the interim, I've gone back and restarted it. So last night I restarted it from episode one 
to see if I'm missing something. Am I missing something here? Why why do not, I not like this as much as everybody else? So next month or maybe the month after, depending on when I finish it, we're going to do a Patreon Star Wars talk video where myself, Mark Ellis, and Adam go to war over Andor. <laughs> or like and snore. Am I right? I, hate I, hate I agree with that. <laughs> I, hate, I hate both of you. <laughs> But in the interim, we decided to pull out of the mothballs, out of the dustbin of history. It's our irregular feature on the podcast called I Hate You Now Watch, where one of us picks a terrible movie and inflicts it upon the other two hosts to review. I know we had said it was never going to be my turn again to pick a movie, but here we are, and I picked the movie. And it is from the Martin Scorsese of Bad Movies, Neil Breen. It's his fifth movie. You guys want to see the other four? absolutely not I saw that there's a sixth one coming out actually right don't give away what it is yet (laughs) it's revealed in the after credits of this movie if you you lasted that long but (laughs) this guy uh, is a he writes directs produces stars in makes the music does all the cinematography for all his own movies along with a bunch of other people uh, that are actors and and he makes uh, some of the best best bad movies that have ever been made uh, i just i i'm so thrilled to get your guys opinion of his movie twisted pair but before we get into that aubrey don't even read it off any website just in a couple sentences explain to me what twisted pair is about <laughs> um these two twins are abducted i think and then they become humanoids, and one twin's candle is blown out, and he grows a beard. <laughs> All right, you tried. Good job, uh, Marcellus Reagans. Could you explain to me what this movie is about? Yes, uh, it is about uh, two young boys who get abducted by aliens, and the aliens bestow uh, superpowers upon them. Uh, one of them uses the powers uh, to help humanity. The other one, I believe, is confused as to where, what he should be doing with his powers. Uh, It looks like he's using it for evil, but the end result is they're both trying to take down uh, the evil corporation that's poisoning Earth. Good job. Not get that from it. (laughs) That's not bad. That's pretty close. So good job, guys. So neither of you had ever heard of Neil Breen before this movie, right? Correct. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> Fantastic. So we're going to do it. There's we're, the spoilers. Ahoy. We're not even going to bother worrying about spoilers. You can't <laughs> spoil this movie. It's borderline incomprehensible. So <laughs> this is one of those separate the men from the boys. Bad movies like this is not something somebody that likes Sharknado is going to be able to handle. This is like you like bad movies. All right. Come on, kid. I got something for you. So, yeah. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, what did you think of this movie? Um, this movie pissed me off. <laughs> like, Why? just when I think I've seen the worst of your repertoire of bad movies, like you just you pulled this one out. Like a ace in your pocket type thing. You're like, you know what? You made me watch Twilight a couple years ago. Well, here the fuck you go. <laughs> this had romance in it. <laughs> did it? I don't even know like what that was like 
it, I we'll, guess we'll I'll get, get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. I'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Marcellus Reagans, uh, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. No, no. This was easily one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And it really, it made me question, like, what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm honestly, watching, it made me question that too. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, "What wrong decisions have I made in my life that has <laughs> led me to this point?" <laughs> You're watching him pet a green screened eagle. <laughs> he wasn't even petting the eagle; he was petting the stump that the eagle was on. <laughs> so yes, this is hands down one of the worst things I've ever seen. I, I, I almost don't even want to say it's a movie like it feels like an insult to the word movie it's so unbelievably bad that i i'm not a punk you know what i'm saying like i love movies <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna punk out but i was so close to just like stopping this movie and be like I- i'm out i'm done <laughs> what was the point you got to where you almost tapped out what was it that did it i was it when the Blues Brothers showed up unexpectedly for no reason at the end? I want to say it was actually, you know, it was the scene where he led the SWAT team into the building. That's like three minutes into the movie. Yeah. Right there. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And then probably like two scenes after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 ready to quit. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm like the, I'm like the, the dude in Rocky. Throw in the towel. Throw in the, throw throw the, damn, the towel. damn towel. <laughs> oh, it took me about three days to watch this, but me and Colin watched the whole thing, and Colin was laughing so hard his face hurt afterwards. <laughs> so we had a good time with it. But we're just going to try to go through the movie and just kind of react to what's happening. So... The beginning of the movie starts with uh, stock footage, which is Neil Breen's favorite thing in the world. He loves stock footage and he loves green screening himself into stock footage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not throughout the movie. 100%. I believe I wrote it down, actually. You know, that, so, it's one way. That's a that's a really smart way to keep the budget down. Like, why build sets when you can just use someone else's footage? It's amazing. This is, The budget for this movie had to have been like... 85 cents. (laughs) (laughs) I like when he doesn't quite match up to the scale of wherever he is. And it doesn't mean no one cares. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, So Aubrey and Mark, you were right. Um, Cade and Kale are identical twins who are abducted by aliens. Maybe they don't really explain what abducts them. We see it at the end of the movie and it's like a really bad rubber mask. Yeah. Is that what that was? It did make an appearance at the beginning of the movie. Like, it's really faint, but it's there. Oh. You can see, like, the face. So I'm like, what is that creepy face that's superimposed? <laughs> I didn't even see that. I was probably laughing too hard already at that point. So they're abducted by aliens, maybe, and given superpowers. And we get to see, we find out that Kale, who's the evil twin, did not fit in with the program that the aliens uh, this is hard to even describe i have this like written down i'm I'm trying my brain is already frying like trying to explain this he doesn't fit in with the uh, program that the aliens have for them fighting evil and we get to see 
Cade on a mission. And so this is right away the first thing to me that had me almost on the floor, like dying. Is he he's superimposed over a screen and he walks by these people and he's like, Good morning. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> then he flies through the air into a building where there's frozen stock footage of Marines. Yes. And this is your favorite scene in the movie, Mark. So what happens now? So so the Marines are frozen there. And he decides that he is going to help them out. So as soon as, again, his superimposed body starts walking towards the camera, the Marines start moving. Uh, and if I remember correctly, he <laughs> he like goes in front of them and then the building explodes. <laughs> it explodes, quotation marks. And then he's out of the building. And I'm like, did they all die? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did they... <laughs> How did he the only one that survived? But then cut to uh, different stock footage of different Marines uh, in the same building and then cut to bigger explosions, quote unquote explosions uh, on a building. So I guess mission accomplished, question mark? Well, we get the first of one of my favorite tropes of this movie with him superimposed over things is he almost trips and falls <laughs> and notice. they just leave it in. There's no recutting it whatsoever. So like. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't second. Think he time. edited anything in this movie. Like it says he edited, but I don't think he did. He is protecting the soldiers by walking in front of them and he's letting them know by saying, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can't hurt me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me go first. I'll protect you. <laughs> it's a fucking movie. So then we get, uh, he goes back to headquarters, meets his boss who tells him to take a vacation. And then his, <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much like words cannot describe to you how poor the acting is in this movie. Um, I described it best while watching it to my son is like watching this movie feels like having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> Well, yeah, it's I can... just the slow way that he talks, and every scene is like that. Mm -hmm. Aubrey, can you do us a good Neil Breen impersonation? Itch, itch, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> every scene is like that, though. He's like, AI, artificial intelligence. <laughs> Everything went well? Everything went well. After all, that's why I'm here. Well, congratulations. Why don't you take off a few days before your next mission? Nah, I don't need that. Oh, that's right. You're special. You're, you're a special kind where you don't need vacations, but you should really try it sometime. You ready for your next mission? Sure. <laughs> I love that he <laughs> made me angry again just listening to it. <laughs> he has like a, you know, like a two gun holster that he's wearing and he takes off the jacket, but the guns are tucked into his belt. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like... And he's just throwing him on the table <laughs> in front of that lady. <laughs> like, I was like, one of them is going to go off. Speaking of guns, Aubrey, we're, we're now introduced to Kale, the evil brother, who's Apparently no longer has powers. Maybe he has powers, but he spends a lot of time hanging out in abandoned buildings. And <laughs> he kidnaps a 
bunch of people. What does he do with these people, Aubrey? He masturbates with them. No, he does not. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, he, like, chains them up, and then he, uh, somehow they're bloody. <laughs> he shot them. Did he shoot them? I, I don't know. It, some dude has, like, a taped-on mustache. It just, it looks like tape with a mustache drawn onto the tape. Mm-hmm. Doesn't actually, it, until another scene, which somehow he's, like, not in the handcuffs again. It's the same guy playing a different character with the same mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could clearly tell it. It's a fake mustache. Um, and there's a lot of really weird noises. And this is like after uh, Neil Breen like meets some lady. And so like I thought for sure they were like doing the dirty. And I was like, I really don't want to watch this. And it, <laughs> and it made me physically ill. And, and uh, well, there's there's a yeah, lot they, of weird noises in this movie, Aubrey. In that clip we just yeah. played, it sounds like one of us is like farting around with our microphone during it. But no, that's just straight out of the movie. <laughs> just all that. Yeah, background and the woman, noise. the woman really did mess up her lines, and they did not fix that. Well, thankfully, she, Cade's boss tells him that there is a terrorist named Kuzo. Is that the right name? <laughs> sure. Yeah, which if you look up the spelling, it's very unique. <laughs> this is a very unique movie, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to um, use programmable virtual reality to have the biggest terror attack ever. So Cade decides to investigate, and he's outside at the headquarters of where he works, which is apparently a community college in real life, if oh. you couldn't tell. <laughs> I knew it was some kind of school because there was a sign for the homecoming dance on the door. (laughs) (laughs) There's a sign in the background of one of the scenes for a study hall also, just so you know. (laughs) And um, he bumps into a woman. What what happens with this woman, Mark? And Aubrey, feel free to jump in. Uh, He bumps into the woman and there's a homeless guy that's like sitting uh, like kind of next to them. With fake rats. Yes, with fake plastic rats that are not moving at all. <laughs> Just solid plastic rat- rats. She gets pissed at him, and he wants to make it up to her. So he says, meet me here at 8 o'clock, and I'll take you out on a date. Uh, and she walks away, and you know, I think he like gave the, the homeless guy like a fist bump, and he's like, yeah, she's into me. Uh, and then he comes back at 8 o'clock, and she's not there. Is so that- he like, breaks into her house, and he's well, like, He bitch, follows bitch, her, she- first of all. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, bitch, bitch, you didn't show up, and then, like, punches a picture and asks her what's for dinner, and she said, your mom called your favorite food. Yeah, he breaks into the house and attacks her, and he's like, you bitch. I forget what he says to her. You you didn't meet me or something, and they're, like, wrestling, and it's very uncomfortable. Yes. And there just happens to be a painting on the couch for no reason. Why is there a painting there? So she could she could smash him over the head with it, and it <laughs> where it clearly there's no glass in it, but you can hear the sound effect of glass breaking. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it turns out that's his girlfriend, and like this is some kind of like role play thing that they do. Or... Yep, yeah. There's a part where someone says, "Tell mom I said hi," and I'm like, "You <laughs> are they 
I know. They're, they're not related, are they? Actually, like nobody was here when I was watching it, and I audibly said, "Oh my god, <laughs> what the fuck!" In you multiple times. So <laughs> this I'm not exactly movie. like you know Rico Suave or anything. So I haven't have been in a bunch of relationships or anything, but I can definitely tell you I've never uh, stalked Jen home from. <laughs> a stroll at the community college and then assaulted her in her living room and had her smash me over the head with a painting. And then we had dinner. So. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but it's never worked for me. So then, uh, Cade decides to break into Kuzo's lab to find clues. You know yeah, what's been going on? I'll, I'll, t- I'll be, I'll be a hundred percent honest right now. <clears throat> As I'm watching a movie, I'm taking notes, you know, like, like I do when I watch normal movies and, uh, it came, super clear to me that in order for me to take notes, I have to like pause the movie and make sure I get my thoughts down on paper. The more I did that, the longer this experience would be. (laughs) So I reached the point where I'm just like, I don't care about the notes, not taking notes at all. The last note I wrote on here is I hate my eyes because I have to look at this. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently notes too, because I was like, there's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) there's so much to unpack here. I don't think we'll ever get through all of it, but this um, big bad guy, Kuzo or Kuzix or whatever his name is. Can you guys like describe him to me and kind of explain to me like what he's all about? He molests um, crystals in a dish. (laughs) I think they're supposed to be diamonds and his scarf changes colors. Uh, And he also has three blind mice, uh, that are also made of plastic that don't move, but they actually do move. They somehow move around by themselves. It's very weird. And he speaks in a um, menacing voice that is dubbed over his real voice. Yeah, he's an old guy in a beret. Um, his scarf changes color for no apparent reason. He has... So this me and Colin were fucking dying because when Cade goes to his house, there's a girl in like... A bikini and butterfly wings. I thought it was Tinkerbell. (laughs) What what the fuck is happening? So she greets him and then she disappears and reappears like four feet away. (laughs) We were both like, why didn't she just walk over there? (laughs) It's not like it was that far away. Like, beware my power. I can teleport things three and a half feet. My my favorite part of that is that she's standing there as they're, you know, saying their lines and she's clearly freezing. Like she's out there in a bikini just shivering. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are suffering for art that is just pure trash. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and Kuzo is is molesting. He has a, a like dish of what's supposed to be diamonds. He's rubbing at all times. And he talks and his, they put like a modulator on his voice. So he's like. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> oh god. So um, the credits have her as a winged muse. Oh, what oh, is she right. a muse of? Well, it, it, this movie came out in 2018. I just I want to <laughs> preface that. So at at some point she's in like a home theater the muse and a different Neil Breen movie is playing in the home theater. And there's also a framed poster for the movie ultraviolet on the wall. 
which explains a lot about coups. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has great taste in movies, basically. That's right. He loves Mila Jovovich and diamonds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know where we are in this movie. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. Um, but I loved the relationship between Kale. Is Kale the evil one? Yes, right? Yes. Kale is the evil one? Yes. Yeah, yeah he's named after um, a green. He minus well be. Right. So the relationship between Kale and his druggy girlfriend. Oh, yes. <laughs> Could you guys uh, just talk a little bit about that? They um they slap each other and it makes <laughs> punchy noises. <laughs> like the one time he slaps her, it doesn't make the punchy noise. So he slaps her again and makes a punchy. Oh, noise. he actually flat out misses. <laughs> yeah, he completely and- whiffs and she still falls over. <laughs> and he picks her back up and smacks her again. And she only wants him for the booze and pills. I don't love you. I only love drugs and money, she said. Yeah, which who knows how he has money. What the hell are you doing? Oh. I don't even want you anymore. All I want is the drugs and the money. Oh, my God. Come back here. Straighten up. We're both fucked up. I don't care. I don't want you anymore. And then she falls off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know we're, like, missing half the movie, but you have to understand how, like, incomprehensible this movie is. So I'm not exactly sure what, Kuzo's plan is, but Neil Breen is going to stop it by going into the basement of like what appears to be like a water pipe factory or something. And I I don't know. (laughs) It was some kind of giant factory that needed to be uh, destroyed. But there's also scenes of like scenes of like four guards kind of standing around an art museum. They're standing in front of four blank pictures. <laughs> right. Like no one will draw on these pictures. <laughs> um, so this is another one of my favorite scenes is him blowing up the water facility. Yes. Uh, first of all, he sets one of the bombs, gets up and stumbles and keeps walking. <laughs> they didn't reshoot it or anything. Just left him almost tripping and falling on his own face. Um, he's also blowing stuff up. So we get the explosions like off, off camera, <laughs> but he's still sneaking at the same time. <laughs> right. Like, I'm pretty sure at that point they know that you're there. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say so my, he, my favorite aspect about that is that, you know, on paper that reads amazing explosions, explosions. Uh, Kay jumps up 30 feet into the rafters uh, more explosions. He dives it's a down. Spider-Man pose. <laughs> it's like you know, Die Hard and shit. He jumps off of the roof and lands on the ground. Explosions, explosions. And on paper, I'm sure it looked awesome. I mean, if there was a script, <laughs> there there probably was not a script. Uh, but visually, it's like some of the worst images I've ever seen in my life. Just <laughs> horrendous. Then he goes back to the community college where the four guys are guarding blank pieces of paper on the wall. Yeah. Aubrey, what happens then? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why yeah, were the blues brothers question. there? Can you just explain to me why the blues brothers were there? I don't even know. 
This is where my notes don't really make sense, but it's because the movie didn't make sense. There's like some dude in a too large suit for him that's supposed to be like some sort of person. <laughs> I don't Mark, know. Mark, you, you got anything to help us out here? Why were the Blues Brothers there? You know, I'm trying to actually remember the Blues Brothers. I remember him like sneaking through like lab class. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> and him using a special light to like open up the door. Like, uh, use I don't know. He touches the door and like a little like spotlight happens and then it unlocks to show his powers. But I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the Blues Brothers. Just when he gives his girlfriend like a cup of coffee and calls it a candle. <laughs> Was this before or after his girlfriend tried to shoot him? That was towards the end of the movie, I think. Like what what happened there? That he went home after defeating Kuzo, and then they just pull a gun on each other. Um, I think she thought he cheated on her with his other brother's girlfriend. She's like, "Hey, baby, want to play?" Right. And he's like, "I've never had a beard. I've never <laughs> had a beard. What are you talking about?" And she's like. You're not Kale. You're Kale. I've been living with Kale. Did he hurt you? Well, we hurt each other. It's okay, though. Was this after they have a conversation with a plate in front of them with lines of coke? (laughs) It's a great question. I think that's after. Yeah. So this is just jumbled mess. Um, They kill each. They shoot each other. She dies, and then. He appears in like the forest and it's purple. <laughs> right. She was she was a double agent. That's that's oh that's wow, what I, the no uh, his his boss shows up at some point and says that. Because that was I, I kind of blanked out at that part too when I'm like, why are they uh you know, like Aubrey said, he meets the other girl, she thinks that he's kale, a, a clean shaven kale, and he gives her some money, he's like, get someplace safe. His girlfriend sees it, gets jealous. And then the next scene, they pull out a gun, and then they explain afterwards, oh, yeah, the wom- your woman is actually a double agent working for what- whoever. Oh. But <laughs> right I thought there. he goes, I love her. I just want to be with her. I don't remember. I I, my, I totally blanked out <laughs> the dialogue at that point. I remember there was the homeless guy again, and he had, like, a jar of his own urine. <laughs> Did he? It was like a jar that was full of liquid. I think they meant it to be a beer to like really sell it that he was homeless and a bum. Uh, but it just looks like he pissed in a in a cup. And then he like is petting an eagle sitting on a tree stump, <laughs> but he's actually petting the tree stump. He's not. Yeah, he's superimposed uh, petting an eagle for some reason. And then he gives a speech at the end. Mark, do you have that speech where he talks about um, that he'll always be here in our hearts? Everyone has the right to be loved. Everyone has the right to love and peace. I'll be right There's like he, there's a part where he like stabs the homeless guy too. What? Yeah, like I think it's Cade stabs the homeless dude in the leg. Oh, that's right. And, and <laughs> it's a very clear 
square. Yeah, he stabs him in a wooden block. It, it's in his leg. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> I completely forgot. He he dies and goes to the, the purple forest. And then his girlfriend is there, too. So maybe she wasn't a double agent. Maybe I. Completely... I thought he was talking to the people that abducted him and he was like i still love my girlfriend i just want to be with her and then somehow she's there ah joey where does i'll tell you when he kissed her Mm -hmm. i audibly said ew (laughs) because man you could not pay me enough money to kiss that man this is the part where i was not this is the part but you know this entire movie made me rethink my life and i was like (laughs) It had a profound effect on you. I could have made movies and made like who, how did he make enough money? First of all, to make these movies, he's a successful architect. He finances him himself. Obviously he's an architect. You could see this man and be like, for sure. That man does something on the side for a job. That would be like an architect there. The architect people have no personalities. Sorry, architect people. If you do have a personality at me on Twitter, we'll talk and I'll change my mind. But this man is like the blandest human being I've ever met in my entire life. I Not that I've met him, but I've ever seen in mind. And it just it makes me wonder what I have done wrong in my life to not be able to fund a movie. I feel like. I could make a better movie in my negative bank account. Yeah. And hopefully make money from it. Like this man is making money from this movie because people are watching it because it's so fucking bad. So what kind of weirdos watch movies like that. <laughs> you gave it a five star review. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's people are. He's making money off of this. Like, what am I doing wrong to the world? I hold doors for old ladies. Hey, I'm doing something wrong. Well, before we wrap it up, we get a couple extra after credit scenes because we live in the world of the MCU where everything is after credits. So what do we get for after credits, Mark? I'm going to be 100% real with you. I have no idea. I did not make it that far. <laughs> as soon as the credits started rolling, I was like, thank you, Jesus. I am done. Um, Aubrey, did you see any after credit scenes? Yeah. He's making another fucking movie. Yeah. You get to see uh, Kuzo's bloody hand reach out and touch the diamonds. Oh, God. And then it says Cade Altair will return. Oh. <laughs> And he is. He's working on his sixth film right now, which will be a sequel to Twisted Pair. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it says it on the internet that he's got a sixth untitled sequel. Fucking kill me. Well, this thing, guys, we only have uh, five more of these to watch. So I'm not watching any more. Nope. <laughs> I started this and I was like, I don't know if I can make it through this. I, <laughs> I might just turn it off and say I turned it off. Yep. Own up to it. I'm not watching this fucking movie. I'm not wasting an hour and a half of my life. I could turn it off right now and spare myself. But then I was like, no, I'm on pony up. I'm going to take notes. I could do this. You're going to do it for the team. Aubrey, I I would not 
I would not blame you at all if you tapped out of this movie. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Because I'm, you know, as we discussed in this show, our schedules are pretty tight. Uh, you know, it's tough to like squeeze time to like, you know, watch some of these movies. And I have like a gazillion projects that I want to work on. And none of them <laughs> a movie like this. But, you know, definitely some side projects. And as I'm sitting there watching this movie, I'm like, there are so many other things I could be doing right now than <laughs> watching this. I felt awful that I gave an hour, hour and 20 minutes of my life to this. <laughs> All right. Well, the only thing left to do is to give it a score. So, Aubrey Litchfield, is this the worst movie you've ever seen in your life? Yes. And what would you score it on a scale of zero this to is five? A, it's it's a zero. Hundred percent will never be anything more than a zero. Mark Ellis Reagan. <laughs> yeah, and we can't do negatives on letterbox, unfortunately, so it it's it's definitely a zero. Definitely a zero. And you know, and I just want to say right now on this show as we're recording this, number one, Joey's never allowed to make another uh Suggest so another I hate you now watch ever again. This is this is it. You've played your final card, my friend. But if for some reason you are, we do, you know, break the rules a tiny bit for you to suggest another movie. It has to be something that's been theatrically released or on DVD. I can't do any more of these. I have an iPhone and $8. Here's an hour and a half movie. I can't do it anymore. Um, I'll have you know that not only was this released theatrically, but it is available on DVD. No way. Yes. Oh, right. God. All right. All right. I recant. The only way to get it is to order it direct from him, and it comes in a jewel case without a cover. <laughs> <laughs> but it was released on DVD. Okay. All right. I, I recant my last my last uh, statement there then <laughs> what is your score for this is zero? Oh, it's totally a zero like i said if i could give it a negative five i would but letterbox won't <laughs> let me so zero well uh to me <laughs> this is a five out of five fucking ridiculous bad movie masterpiece you cannot make a worse movie than this this is so bad and it's so fucking funny that it, it just transcends bad movies. This is like up there with the room. Mm -mm. This is like one of the worst movies ever made. It's a hundred percent genuine. Nobody's winking at the camera. Nobody is saying, Hey, isn't this goofy or wacky what we're doing? This is 100% insanity. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's fucking insane. And, and just like, it's so funny. It's so funny. God, and I've just wa been watching his uh, one of his other movies, Fateful Findings, but I won't make you guys watch that. So no, I'll, I'll quit the show <laughs> if, you say, if, you, <laughs> if you say we're watching. No joking watch in his this? voice either. <laughs> Why did we watch this in not the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Yeah, because or or the first couple episodes of Wednesday because because <laughs> there was nothing to watch. Joey said earlier. That's right. There's yeah, to watch. There's, there's a hole in the schedule. <laughs> a big hole. It was filled with Neil Breen. <laughs> I will have you know, in Fateful Findings, he has a sex scene in the shower with no clothes on. Nope. Nope. 
I just threw Not up. Doing in, it. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit there. That's horrible. <laughs> he actually gets hit by a car and he comes out of a coma and leaves the hospital and he has bloody bandages all over his face and he goes home and he's taking a shower and there's like blood everywhere <laughs> and then he's naked and his girlfriend slash wife gets in the um shower with him and they like hug and that's all that happens. Nope. But it's implied that more than that happens. But no. Nope. <laughs> there was already an an implication of a sex scene in this one. No, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Would you have been able to do it if you had enough drugs and money from the uh, evil Neil Breen? No, <laughs> I don't even I don't, I don't even think I could watch this drunk. Well, just think think Aubrey. I'm sober when I do everything. So. <laughs> you know, Max told me when he saw when I told him we were watching Twisted Pair. He was like, "I bet Joey picked this movie because Markellis." sees the good in everything and he had to find something <laughs> that Markellis would would find negatives in so do, did it's we do like it mark it have you finally challenge. have you finally found the movie you can't find anything redeeming in no there was actually two things that i found redeeming in this movie there's a scene where he switches from uh, is the mirror scene where he switches from Cade to kale and the uh, beard like suddenly forms, and it was actually done pretty well. I mean, <laughs> I was surprised. I'm like, holy shit! They, he actually pulled off a competent uh, dissolve special effect. So good for him. And you know, again, I have like a gazillion projects that I'm working on. None of them are finished. I give him props for actually finishing his project. You know, it has a beginning, it has an end, it has credits, it has explosions. So you know, he can sleep well at night knowing that he accomplished it. <laughs> It certainly has explosions. So that's our review of Twisted Pair from Neil Breen, which is currently free on YouTube if you want to go look for it. I dare you. I dare you to watch it. I dare you to make it past 20 minutes of this movie. You can't. No one. You, you wouldn't be able to do it. I was at 15 minutes and swearing. Yeah. <laughs> I was at nine minutes and like, I hate my life right now. <laughs> I was absolutely rolling this entire movie. And then thinking of you guys watching it made me laugh even harder. I got to tell you. (laughs) Worst. (sighs) Well, that's probably the last time I'm allowed to pick a, I hate, you now watch movie for the rest of our lives. It is the last time. (laughs) I think it is. He's very angry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So now I guess we'll wrap it up before we tap it up and we'll get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you recommend? To our listeners. I got nothing. You recommend? <laughs> I recommend don't fucking watch this movie. <laughs> Jump off of a roof instead because it will feel better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Markel Stragans, how about you? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend you watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and uh, Wednesday on Netflix, or at least start the first few episodes. They're directed by Tim Burton. Uh, because that's what we should have been reviewing this week <laughs> instead of this. Well, I guess we won't be reviewing Neil Breen's pass-through as he plays an alien from the future, travels to modern-day Earth to kill 300 million people. Is one of them anymore? Is one of those people Neil Breen? Because I would watch. That. No, it's not. He decides to kill three hundred million bad people to make up peace on Earth. Amazing. <laughs> is his name Thanos? Uh, no. <laughs> it's Neil, actually. <laughs> well, 
I will recommend that you go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week, links to all our YouTube and Patreon content, and so much more at soulwizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam's been dropping some new interviews and stuff from Rhode Island Comic Con and more. That's at youtube.com backslash Podcast. We've got our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. This month coming up in December, it's the only place to hear our review of Lindsay Lohan is Falling Into Christmas, which I watched over the weekend. And... We'll probably touch on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special while we talk about that movie. Just for you guys, Aubrey and Mark. (laughs) So we'll probably be hitting on those on Patreon as well as the return of Star Wars talk officially next month. Will it be our Andor review? Will it not? We're not sure. We'll see what the schedule looks like. But we're going to have our Star Wars video podcast on Patreon next month. So definitely uh, jump on board and support the show and get that extra content. I'll recommend that you go and watch any of Neil Breen's movies. I'm about halfway through Fateful Findings, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Pass Through is absolutely hilarious. Double Down. All of his movies are just batshit insane, and they're just fucking funny. And if you like bad movies, you will just be dying while you watch them in in some way, maybe just feeling like you're dying or maybe dying laughing, (laughs) but you'll be dying in some way. So that's going to do it. That is episode number 434 of the podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. We're both fucked up. Do you hate me, Aubrey? No, (laughs) but I hate my life. And the experts. (laughs) I would rather watch Christie's Santa's female reindeer a hundred times than have to sit through another Neil Breen movie. (laughs) This is atrocious. Uh, Everybody, have yourself a good week. Uh, Yes, Joey, I do hate you. And uh, (laughs) Wakanda forever. Who am I? What am I? (laughs) We'll see you guys next week when we review the new movie, Violent Night. Good journey.